You're listening to the Tenuto Podcast presented by 4th Street Records. I'm your host, Kevin Lynch, and here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Tenuto Podcast, where we are becoming our full value as music teachers by listening to interviews with some of the best teachers in the country. My name is Kevin Lynch. And I'm a second-year band director, middle school band director in Northern Virginia. My sole purpose of this podcast is to learn and become the best teacher I can possibly be. I really believe in the power of conversation, and I cannot be more thrilled to share these interviews with you. Thank you for listening, and I can't tell you how much our numbers have grown since, since this Big Ten tour, but it's truly been a, an awesome experience for me. Um, every week we do a trivia question and last week's trivia question was answered by Mark Pages. I asked, what was the first college marching band? What university had the first college marching band? And the correct answer, Mark Pages said was the Notre Dame fighting Irish marching band. So congratulations, Mark. Second shout out in a row from Mark Pages. He's on top of this trivia stuff. I need somebody to come on and dethrone him. Um, So go to our website, tenutopodcast.com. I'm going to give you a trivia question at the end of our interview. So make sure you listen all the way through and be listening for a shout out. Mark's gotten two in a row. Um slowly becoming the trivia guru here on the podcast. We can't let that happen. So make sure you listen at the end of the interview. There will be a new trivia question. But let's talk about this week's interview. The first recurring guest on the Tenuto podcast. He he came on in May and he came back on now. He had a different job in May. His name is David Thornton and he's the new director of the Spartan Marching Band at Michigan State. Um, he became the marching band director June 14th and he's got energy. He's one of the best young conductors in the country. Uh, and here's a quote. He says, I have great respect and appreciation for the rich tradition of the, and history of the Spartan marching band. And you can tell that this guy really cares. I mean, he made time to come on the podcast before when he was having a child which was insane. And now he came on this week as he was closing on a new house. So, so much going on in this guy's life. And he still made time for the Tenuto podcast, which I appreciate. And I do understand him giving back because we interviewed him and then he got the job at Michigan State. Hmm. I'm just trying to connect the dots there. I don't know. But Without further ado, here is the interview with David Thornton, the new Spartan Marching Band Director. We have our first ever recurring guest on the show, David Thornton. I feel like I'm always saying this to you, but congratulations. Uh, The last time you were on the show, you just had a newborn baby, Taylor May. And today I congratulate you for being hired as the next Spartan Marching Band Director at Michigan State. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much. I appreciate the kind words. Yes, it's been a very busy summer, uh, an exciting summer. Uh, My wife and I are feeling very blessed and uh, we're enjoying our time right now, that's for sure. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to take all the credit 
but I feel like you being a guest on our podcast back in May, you know, I think it pushed you over the edge for that job. I think so. I think that's at the top of my resume. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but seriously, I think, I mean, for someone who's been in East Lansing that long, that's you're going to be perfect for it. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what the interview process was like? Well, um, it, it, I think it started with just a good relationship with my colleagues here. And, um, you know, my colleague, John Madden, retired, announced his retirement. And so uh, my position was an appointment, actually, rather than just a, a long search process. And uh, so we're working through those details right now. But just given the timeline of everything, this was how the process played out. Awesome. Very cool. So next year, your job is going to be pretty different. Uh, what are the different responsibilities that come with being the director of the marching band? Well, I was the associate for the last two years here. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of things that I was involved in, practically everything, if you would. Um, you know, there's just there's just going to be some differences because I'm now doing a little bit more of everything that we're doing. There's a lot more planning that falls, you know, um, in my plate. There's some other administrative things that my colleague used to handle that are now my responsibility, all things that are great and, uh, fun to, to work on. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of new things, but there are also a lot of similar things. So it's just the level of depth, I think, in terms of my involvement with the program. Sure. So you're not you're not teaching any new classes or, or anything like that? Well, outside of the marching band, um, yeah, I'm actually conducting the symphony band here now, okay. uh, which is our second ensemble mm -hmm. that has uh, graduate and undergraduate students in it. And um, I'm still teaching conducting course. Our music ed majors uh, have two semesters of conducting, and I previously taught the first semester, and now I'm going to be teaching the second semester. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very cool. Um, so what does it mean to you, I mean, to be the the – director of a marching band in the Big Ten Conference? I'm still pinching myself, actually, because <laughs> like, I don't think that this is real life. Um, it's, it's an incredible honor. Um, it's really humbling. Um, you know, the band program is, uh, is in its 148th year of existence. We're almost yeah. to 150 years. That's coming up here in 2020. And, um, you know, when you think about the names of like Leonard Falcone and John Madden and Bill Moffat and all these guys that have done so many things for our, our band program uh, here in the marching band specifically, I mean, it's just it's incredible. And to be a very small part of that, um, it's it's a it's a great honor, you know, and it's, it's a big responsibility that I'm looking forward to, but I would say more importantly than anything else is just, I get an opportunity to continue to work with our wonderful students that we have here. Um, yeah. there's a really great culture, um, in our band program and in the marching band specifically, the kids really cherish what it means to be in the Spartan marching band and be in the big 10 and be at a great university. And, um, that's the thing that I think I'm the most excited about is to get to know them perhaps a little more personally, get to work with them more one-on-one -on -one and, um, to help continue to be a visionary for this program while also, um, letting our students be great and do the things that they do so well, which is march and play and be great ambassadors for the, for the college. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, um, before this interview, I was just listening back to the previous one and you had said that creating a family atmosphere is something very, very important to you. Um, how do you, how do you feel like you're going to be able to do that in this new role? 
Well, I, I think it's continuing to do what we've always done. I think I think my colleague and my predecessor has done a great job of creating that community, you know, and it's it's just being yourself, you know, and having my family involved in the band program. One of the things that I'm really yeah. excited about is having Taylor come to band practice. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, she'll eventually get to an age where she can really appreciate that. And, and just to, you know, even have her be a part of it shows, you know, a, a level of pers- of, of personalness um, mm-hmm. and connectedness mm-hmm. to the program, you know, and it's, it's about creating relationships. It's about being a good leader. It's about uh, being a good role model. All of those things um, all translate into a great community and a great family atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Um, so what are your goals for your first season? Have you, have you thought about what kind of, what, what are your goals for the season? To continue the, the, to keep everything on, on track and on the, on the right path, which we've been doing for consistently or consistently, I should say for a really long time. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, uh, my, my predecessor uses the term squeezing the rock, you know, and trying to make something that's already, already really great. How do you make it better? And I think there's just finding small ways to make us play better or play better in tune or create more energy on the field or get the, get, get our steps to be cleaner or make the kick step a little tighter. You know, there's all those little things and just trying to keep refining what we're doing. You know, the process, the way that we go about our business from preseason all the way to the, to what will hopefully be a bowl game this year. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, got a great process we've got a great we've got a great leadership staff uh we've got great teaching staff everybody has clearly defined roles and if everybody can do what they're supposed to we'll have another terrific year yeah so, so what have you guys been doing um in the summer to to plan for this well right now we're uh finalizing all of our shows for the year so we've got six or seven shows you know we do a new show for each home game yep. um, you know we're in the process of ordering all of our equipment and getting the staff hired and and uh, we just right. sent out our mailing a couple weeks ago for all of our new members so we're going to have about 77 or so new members in the band next year which is a great number for us we had another really competitive audition process um, so the interest is high in our group, which is terrific. And, um, there's just a lot of things happening at once to get ready for the season. We start up on the 19th of August. So we've got a, a couple weeks left here to go, but, um, there's a lot happening to get the season, get, get ready for August. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine coming into a school and be, and becoming the director without having previous experience there? I mean, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, you know, there's that natural process where you have to learn everything. Yeah, I'm I am in a great position because I've been here for a long time. And, um, you know, I I know a lot. I've had a lot of previously established relationships, not only in the college here, but also in the athletic department. And so I've got a lot of great friends that have been incredibly supportive. And, you know, John Madden is a great uh, resource for me. And he and I talk a lot of, a lot of times, uh, you know, in this transition and, you know, there's a lot of support and the band is, the band is run really well and has been run really well. And so I'm feeling confident with all of my folks around me that we can continue to make this thing, uh, go in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, for these upcoming shows, do you write the drill typically? (laughs) Yeah, typically uh, myself and mm-hmm. one of our other directors will write the drill. Um, sometimes we have out uh, we outsource the drill to some people, but generally speaking, we try and do as much of that drill writing and music arranging in house. Yeah. And um, you know, that's something that's our creative outlet. I enjoy oh, doing. Yeah. 
when uh, when did you start writing drill was it in high school high school marching band (laughs) i took a class marching band methods class in my undergrad and um we learned a little bit about drill writing and uh this my students here at msu do a little bit of drill writing in our marching band methods class i think that's really important um yeah so one of the things that my undergrad professor told me, he's like, he said it was really important that you write your own drill. Not only do you get to save some money, but you also uh, know what your students are capable of, and it's a really good experience. And I am convinced that because I took a chance and learned how to you know, write drill and there was a learning curve with my job and how to do that and be – be or continue to get better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm convinced that those experiences that I had as a public school teacher afforded me the opportunity to write drill as a graduate student here, which also helped me get my first job and now my second job here at MSU. So the answer is write your own drill. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> That's one thing that like I, I took a class similar to you in college and mm-hmm. I'm still like I don't feel like I'm very comfortable with writing drill yet. And I guess that's something that just comes with experience. Yeah, absolutely. It comes with experience. It takes a lot of time. There's definitely a creative element to it. Um, you know, and there's such a great resource called the internet now that you can, uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know, YouTube and all of these videos that you can find, I mean, there's so many things out there where you can where you can watch and listen and take it all in and try and incorporate some of the the visual concepts that you see with the music. It's it's really about creating a re- relationship between the music and and how you can display that vi- visually. So um, you know, I don't think that I'm an expert by any means. Am I more comfortable with it now? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I still, just like the rest of us, have writer's block or have to start over, or it's really difficult. And so you know, those are those things you work through with practice, like anything else. Yeah, and and that's I guess a, a creative outlet, just like music, just in a, a different way. Absolutely. Um, can you give me any previews of some of the shows coming up this year? Yeah, so we are the first show we're featuring um, the summer of 1967, um, which uh, the Beatles album, the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's uh, that album's 50 years. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna feature um, some music from 1967. So Soul Man, Respect, uh, Brown Eyed Girl, um, uh, Sergeant Pepper. Obviously, there's one other tune that escapes my mind right now. That's the first show, um, and then we're doing some video a video game show this year, a oh, Disney cool. show. Um, we're also working on uh, a, a show that's featuring the music of the continent of Africa. Wow. Uh, is a university-wide um, sort of initiative. There was a great partnership between the MSU community and um, the continent of Africa, and so it's called the uh, Alliance for African Partnership. And so um, we're collaborating with um, some folks from Ghana and some other parts of Africa and creating a show that's going to feature um, a lot of the music um, of, of the of the continent and uh, it was it's sort of similar to a show we did two years ago where we featured uh, the music of China so you could find that on YouTube if you type in Spartan Marching Band China show it's something that's out of the box of what we normally do but it's a great opportunity to uh, collaborate with different artists and um, create uh, a bigger footprint on the campus you know aside from kind of what we do on a daily basis so we're looking forward to that yeah wow that sounds like an amazing season that's gonna be a lot of fun we're looking forward to it for sure yeah wow 
I should also mention, uh, since you interviewed my colleague last week, John Pasquale at the University of Michigan, or two weeks ago, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah. We're actually doing a combined show with them on our visit to Ann Arbor this year. Oh, no way. Yeah, both bands are going to march and play the entire halftime show together. Um, It's going to be a bunch of classical music, and John is uh, doing a great job of planning it, and uh, we're looking forward to that in October. Yeah, that could be, that's going to be really cool. I didn't. So I don't even think about the travel aspect of marching band for college. I mean, you're going to Michigan. Is there Are there any other trips you're taking this year? That's our only trip right now. Um, okay. A lot of that is dictated by schedule of the football team, but also what's happening here on campus. We have a big fall um, show called Spartan Spectacular that features concert bands uh, and our jazz, one of our jazz octets here on campus in addition to the color guard and big 10 flags and twirlers. And we, it's a big show stopper kind of production thing Mm -hmm. that we do every year. And it's a big sellout for us. And, um, so that, that takes part of our, um, takes up part of our season too. There's also another concert that we do, um, in coordination, uh, with Sparrow hospital, which is a big fundraiser concert for us. That's something that, that we do in September. Um, so all of those things, um, you know, affect our travel schedule and obviously the football schedule and where we can go. Cause it is a large operation to move the band, um, you know, across the country and time and money. And our students have to also make sure that they're in school because that's why they're here. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So I've already asked you if you could give yourself advice to your first year teacher self, and you said, um, only change what you can't live with. I still remember that quote. That's, that was yeah. big. Um, but this time, I'm going to ask you a question um, for me. So I'm going to be on a marching band staff next year, the first time I've ever worked with a marching band. I'm going to be helping out. Um, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's working with the high school marching band staff for the first time? Well, I think I would tell you the same thing that we tell our graduate students that come in that have been public school teachers that are getting sort of indoctrinated to the SMB way. And I think one of the best pieces of advice that I got as a graduate student here is, you know, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And also what sort of investment you make in the students and the entire process and the show and the music and really, really immersing yourself in that whole idea of the marching band show and the marching band and the community of all of that. I think the students feed off of that and they like that and they will appreciate that, you know, that you're not just doing it because – Maybe it's it's a paycheck or it's something you're obligated to do, but it's something that you love doing and you're invested in the students and and creating creating or making time to create relationships and and just giving it your all and putting everything into it for the hour or two hours. You know, I think you'll find that it it will be uh, equally rewarding for yourself. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. So let's go on to. Double time is what the segment is called now for the Big Ten tour we've got going here. So it's not rapid fire, but double time. And double time. Okay. You know the rules. So you ready to go? <laughs> I hope so. All right. Um, are you still able to get to the gym at 6 a.m. with a new baby? Uh, not as much as I'd like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker? Coffee. Cool. Every morning? Lots of coffee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I don't know if I drink a lot of coffee, but uh, I like the Nespresso pod, so it's a step up from the Keurig. Sorry, Keurig, but Nespresso, <laughs> yes, it's my new favorite. Gotcha. What's been your favorite show that Michigan State has done? Oh, wow. Um, well, um, I mentioned the Africa show, which is my favorite for uh, being it being outside of the box of what we normally do. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to say just being at the Rose Bowl and we did a classic rock show and just the stadium and the whole day and just that whole experience, that's kind of a cop-out answer, but that's what I'm going with. Okay. (laughs) Uh, On the last podcast, you said that your wife is a middle school band director. Do you foresee taking the marching band over to play with her students? Well... I, we look for opportunities for students to come in and visit her classroom because she loves having students in. I don't know that the marching band, just the logistics of yeah, all Yeah, I mean, that'd be tough. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think there's an opportunity for us to do something unique, and maybe we'll be able to do that here in the future. Yeah. Uh, what has caused you more sleep deprivation, the new job or your newborn baby? Um... Both? No. I don't even say that I'm not sleeping. It's just uh, probably the house closing, to be honest yeah, with you. Okay. Closing the house later today. Yeah. Um, that process has been maybe more tedious than anything else because okay. uh, there's a lot of unknowns with that. The other two things, you know, the, I know when the baby's probably going to wake up um, and I know what I need to do when I go to work. So I'd say the house. Yeah. Okay. The house, the, the third option. Got it. All right. Uh, last question here. Um, let's say that you are recruiting. So you and the football coach have switched roles and the top marching band recruit um, is interested in becoming a Spartan. What is your recruiting pitch to get them to come to Michigan State? Well, I think, as we've already alluded to today, I'm really um, excited and uh, proud of the community and the, the culture that we have here at MSU. Yeah. You know, the students are great. The, the staff is great. The students in the community, are just the way everything functions, I'm really proud of that, and I'm hoping to continue that. Mm-hmm. You know, on top of all of that, uh, band is really fun. We, we have a good time doing what we're doing and I feel like we do it at a really high level as many of, of, uh, you know, my colleagues do across the conference and I should say all of my colleagues across the conference and you in the United States. Um, but on top of all that, you know, right now it's great to be great time to be a Spartan. You know, the football team has been, uh, doing well last year, notwithstanding. Yeah. And, and, um, <laughs> we didn't have the best year, but I'm fully confident that we're going to rebound and um, have a great year, you know, and then there's just other athletic band things here. The basketball team is great. All of our sports teams, it's just uh, being a part of the Spartan brass group is, which is a group that I direct in addition to the marching band. It's just all of those things are, are worthwhile and exciting. And it's a great time to be a Spartan and I'm excited uh, to continue to be on campus here. And I'm looking forward to, uh, Hopefully working with you that want to come to the university, right? So yeah. that's my simple pitch to that, uh, that. Awesome. All right. David Thornton, thank you so much. And I'll leave you with a quote that a very wise man once told me. The music starts and ends with you. Um, good luck this season. I appreciate it very much. And uh, looking forward to hearing more of your podcasts here in the future. Awesome. 
And thanks again to the wonderful David Thornton, who came on again for his second time. Truly an amazing job. Uh, and this podcast wouldn't be where it is without you, so thank you. Um, and now we've got our segment of trivia. So this week's trivia question is... There is an award in college marching bands called the Sudler Trophy. And this this trophy, this award is used to identify and recognize collegiate marching bands of particular excellence that have made outstanding contributions to the American way of life. This award is printed, presented biannually. Who was the 2017 recipient of the Sudler Trophy? That is your question. Have a fantastic Tuesday, and I will see you guys next week.